Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Kaz. Hey, this is Mike. We're Two Broke Watch Snobs, and this is episode 13. How's it oh, going, Oh, man, Kaz? it's it's going really good. I didn't realize how much pressure trying to remember the episode number put on me. So hearing hearing you say it, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I mean, it felt weird at first, but I'm like, well, I can relax. I can relax. It's going to be okay. The people will understand. Were you a little thrown off there? When I, I was a little to... thrown off. I was a okay. little thrown off. But but yeah, okay, so we made it to Lucky episode number 13. And this is a really, really important episode because I think it speaks to the heart of sort of, you know, what we do. I, I probably said that every single episode, but I especially broke, broke mean it today. Shit. This is broke the Broke as shit. shit episode. Broke as shit. To let everyone know, I am going to be jobless and I'm currently carless yeah. in about a week. Yeah! So we are really, really two broke watch knobs. Um, today's episode will be specifically discussing uh, watches under $65. And there's three categories. It's dress watch, diver, and then wild card. So dress watch, dive watch, wild card watch. Under 65 bucks. And specifically to note, none of them are Seiko. Mm-hmm. Right? None of your choices are Seiko, Mike? Yep, no Seikos. No Seikos. So I thought I thought that would be something that would kind of be especially fun to try and get into because every time you hear about you know an affordable watch thread or affordable watch whatever under hundred dollars, Seiko's ass is inevitably there. Not saying we don't love Seiko. I just thought it would be interesting to kind of highlight the options you wouldn't normally think of. Now before we get into that, let's do an audio wrist check. Michael, what watch are you wearing for episode thirteen? <sighs> you gonna do this to me again? What? <laughs> So it's <laughs> once again, it's the Seiko SRP Triple Seven. But but actually actually uh, I'm wearing it on the the Blue Shark um, NATO that I bought. Oh, a while okay. Back. How do you how do you like that? Is it breaking in or does it still feel kind of thick? So this is this is a NATO that I think I was pretty vocal about um, the fact that I didn't like it too much. Right. Uh, it is breaking in. Uh, cool. Back, okay. Cool. Back when we had Terry on the show, he mentioned that they're very thick. Uh, Mike's Mike's a, referring to Terry from Toxic Natos. Yeah, it's a it's a thick um, strap for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it it breaks in over time, and uh, and it's a little more comfortable now. It's just it's just kind of. Um, I guess I can't get it. I can't get the tail to go through the second keeper, so it kind of oh, like wow, flaps okay. out sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I think I think with time it'll break in nicely, and uh, you know, I'm uh, I think I'm a fan now. But cool. yeah. Is it black or is it like navy? I can't remember what color it was. It's actually the Bond uh, kind of pattern. Oh, the, cool. Uh, the so gray, just, gray and black. Yeah, exactly. Sweet man, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm also wearing a Seiko, and specifically and ironically, it's a tribute to this episode. I am wearing my Seiko SNK eight zero nine on a uh, all of it's the green dial, and I mean everyone's seen it if you follow us on Instagram, and if you don't follow us on Instagram, you should follow us on Instagram at Two Broke Watch Knobs. Um, 
I have my Seiko SNK809 on a uh, Toxic Nados olive green strap with brushed hardware, and I, I love this combo. My That's Toxic Nados, combo. it's so good. I, lo I love the strap. I love this watch. This strap tends to be uh, used interchangeably between uh, my Seiko SNK809 and the uh, Poljot3133. They both really, really work on this strap. Uh, so the reason I'm wearing this watch as like an ironic nod to today's 65 and under uh, episode um, is that this watch I feel like is on most affordable watch kind of like threads or whatever, specifically this SNK809. I remember Michael, when I was just getting into watches, you sent me links that were specifically that, like what was it? Um, oh God, I think it was a in a blog to watch link. Uh, uh, affordable watches that get the like the nod from watch snobs or something like that. That's the one. No, oh, I, think I, think was, that, I think it was worn and wound actually. Or no, it was yeah, worn, watch, it was, watch. Yeah, is 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 one of these fucking joints. And yeah. uh, th this watch, you know, I, I'm pretty sure the Seiko SNK eight zero nine or just any Seiko was was on that list. And so I thought it'd be kind of fun to uh, wear it today. But this uh, this is this is me changing my watch in the middle of the day. I spent the rest of the day wearing my uh, Poljot thirty one thirty three. Um, which I love. I absolutely love that watch. And uh, it's actually fun because I've made this point before. If you guys need help or another pair of eyes trying to source or identify or authenticate like a Soviet watch or an old school Russian watch, definitely feel free to hit us up. A lot of people already have. I'm super happy to do it. And the reason I point it out now is because um, a couple people were talking about the uh, Poljot 3133. And it's probably... It's pro it's not the most difficult Soviet watch to try and authenticate through listings, but it's definitely not like the easiest. I mean, there there are somewhere. No matter how much research you do, when you buy it, you're taking a leap of faith until it gets to you. <laughs> yeah, you know. So yeah, that's what I'm wearing. I'm wearing the Seiko SNK eight zero nine on my uh, Toxic Nato's olive green strap. Very cool. And I love it. So uh, on that note, let's. Let's just jump right into the uh, the topic. So this is watches under $65. And so Michael and I basically sort of challenged ourselves to get a list like this together that would cover a broad, not a broad range, but like a good range of types of categories that you deal with. So there's yeah, the this, ubiquitous. This wasn't easy. I, I don't know. It, I don't know what you think, but this was this was kind of hard. And it was super hard because I specifically was avoiding Casio and and Seiko. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I, it was super super hard, but I think it was really really fun because it 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 helps you just kind of think of things you wouldn't normally think of, which is the best way to grow as a collector. And it's a good example of showing you you don't have to break the bank to evolve your collection. You can collect watches under a hundred bucks and still have a variety of super cool shit. You know what I mean. Sure. And um, I think this episode is going to kind of really evoke a lot of that. So we uh, we did the ubiquitous dress watch, which was which was fairly easy, and then we did the uh, dive watch, which I found to be the hardest. I found finding a good dive watch that was non Seiko, non Casio, under sixty five bucks was difficult. Now, oh, and the third category was wild card, which is kind of just like fun, could be anything. I I don't. Well, see here, I'm, I'm at a disadvantage. Michael knows what I chose, so already. I don't know what he chose. <laughs> I, you know, wild card, um, wild card for me, I was thinking just something uh, kind of unexpected, I suppose. Okay. I uh, went quirky. I went quirky and vintage. Quirky, I, I quote just, unquote. I, I went somewhere we haven't really uh, explored before. So I'm, I'm all right. Uh, so should we, should we, uh, should we start with wild card or we start a dress watch? I think we should, maybe we should start at dress watches. 
Yeah, yeah, sounds good. I'm. I don't think I know your dress watch. Uh, what, what was your pick? Okay, I will go first. Uh, so for the dress watch, I chose a brand that we've been talking about a lot lately because um, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Every goddamn authentic watch collector who's true to themselves, uh, you know, should have at least one Orient in their collection. And so yeah. the watch that I'm bringing up is the Orient TriStar. So the Orient TriStar is probably something a lot of people don't know about. You know, most people don't know too many Orients outside of your Makos, your Rays, your Bambinos, and your Flights, Orient Flights. Those who are a little knowledgeable might know about the Orient Stars, but the Orient Tri-Stars are sort of overlooked because I think people have the tendency to kind of see them as cheap or something like that, but the reality is they're they're actually pretty cool. So it's a line of dress watches that actually uses the same caliber 469 movement that the original um, Orient Mako uses. So the base will, so a lot of them will have that original 469 which is the um the button you just you press the button to change the day and the language <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. as opposed to it being like um uh, uh on the actual like winding of the watch and some of them are are um modified 469 calibers where all of that is integrated but it's really really cool watch so you can find them on longislandwatch.com for all 65 about... bucks i noticed for... <laughs> Yes, for I was I was I was I was gonna send you the link, but you beat me to it for sixty five bucks. But if you really really wanted to squeeze as much value as you could, you can find them on Amazon for like fifty seven, fifty eight bucks. Hold on, you're gonna hear a cat bell. Get down, sweetie. You don't want to be on, come on. You don't want to be in the podcast. Hey, cat. Um, so, cat, you alright? So you can find them on Amazon uh, for fifty seven ish bucks. And so, just to give you the dimensions, this is a true. In my opinion, like dress watch, like a classy dress watch, not like a fucking gaudy ass blinged out dress watch. If you're looking for something that is kind of classically designed and that you could wear in an office and you have no problem putting under a sleeve that was still mechanical and still distinct, definitely check out the Orient TriStar line. So it's 37 millimeter diameter, lug to lug, it's 42 millimeters and it's 11 millimeters thick. And it's a 18 millimeter, 18 millimeter lug width. It's got 30 millimeter of water resistance. So, I mean, obviously the dress watch, you're not gonna go like swimming with it or diving with it or like, you know, uh, pirating with it, but you can easily, you know, wash your hands with it, fall yeah. and slip in the rain. That, that, it, it'll be fine. And it has a mineral crystal, which I know some people shit on, but it's interesting because the choice of the mineral crystal is specifically to keep the cost of the watch down. You know what I mean? Yeah, Keeping these... it in that, hmm? These these are dressy, but um, you know, I'm looking I'm looking at a white dial. It's kind of like a like a pie pan white dial uh, okay. on Long Island, and it's kind of got. I mean, it's it's dressy, but it's also it also has some kind of like everyday watch appeal to it as well. Oh, for for sure. I mean, if you yeah. wanted to, you could take this thing off the bracelet, which you're probably gonna do because the bracelet is folded steel. You know what I'm saying? So it's not. That's not the best bracelet or the most um, yeah. like comfortable bracelet. Oh, I'm trying to find my link. Ah, fuck it. Um, but if you wanted to, you could throw it on a NATO. Like if, if it were me and I wanted to get this watch as an office dress watch, I would buy the watch and then I would get like a leather strap in a complementing color to the dial. And I'd also get like a simple black NATO. And like that would be my everyday combo. I would keep it on leather for work, and then if I wanted to like run around and not have to like worry about it looking weird or sliding around, I would throw it on the NATO. Um, a lot of the indices are interesting. They're sort of like they almost look like uh, like bullets. 
You know what I mean? There's some that have simple oh, bars. Yeah. And there's some that have this like bullet shape. You also have really cool dial textures. The reason I chose it uh, for my 65 and under dress watch is there's just an enormous amount of variety within the Orient TriStar line. Um, I think it was originally kind of conceived in the 70s, specifically to offer people in the office like an affordable dressy watch uh, option. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can find them on Long Island Watch for 65 bucks. Uh, I think if you sign up for their newsletter, you get a 5% off coupon. So that will bring you like like two or three bucks under 65. Um, but if you really, really want to save money and if you were more comfortable purchasing from Amazon, which you shouldn't have to worry about longislandwatch.com because super, super trustworthy website, you can find them on Amazon for like 57, 58 bucks. Definitely worth checking out if you were looking for a dress watch and you didn't want to break the bank. You know what I mean? Um, trying to think if I missed anything. Uh, oh, I was going to ask you. So this has the same movement as your first generation Mako. Is your first generation Mako um, hand wind, manual wind, in addition to the uh, obviously automatic? No, there's there's okay. no there's no hand widening or uh, no um, hacking either. Got it. Okay, so this watch has the same movement. It will not hand wind or. Or hack, which I mean, honestly, is fine. I'm not too at a watch at this price point. I'm not too worried about that. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing the movement is kind of like, uh, perhaps uh, an equivalent to the Seiko 7S 2.6, you know, which is used in, you know, anything from their, you know, big time entry level divers to smaller Seiko 5 dress watches. So, mm-hmm. I, Orient probably does the same same kind of thing. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Orange TriStar. I'm just typing something out. So yeah, um, the way you can usually tell visually um, is that it's going to have three stars on it. I don't really know the significance. A lot of the watch forms aren't really clear on sort of the design aesthetic or the design perspective behind the watch other than it being an affordable watch just because there's not a lot of information uh, available to westerners and things like that. And honestly, it sounds like the Japanese don't even understand the watch, which is fine. Um <laughs> But it's a super, super cool watch. Definitely worth checking out. Definitely something that I would have been seriously, seriously into and considering when I was uh, also looking at the Seiko SNK. You know what I mean? So if you like sort of the field uh, watch ubiquity of the Seiko SNK, if you want almost like a dress watch version of that, that you could also, to Michael's point, sort of sport up or dress down, definitely check out the Orient TriStar. Um, you will follow. You will be following our constant, or at least my goddamn constant mantra: having at least one Orient in your collection <laughs> for under sixty-five dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely good. Um, I, I forgot about those TriStars, really. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I like a like a Seiko Five uh, kind of competitor, I suppose. Yeah, easily. I mean, well, you know, uh, well, when you get the Seiko Fives, you know, you have more variety of yeah. types of watches so your field watches and your pilots and your divers and everything like that but with the tristar it's definitely the same sort of uh, uh thought perspective in like price point and in terms of like materials used you know what i mean but they're specifically uh they're specifically dress watches so let me just make sure i got everything in my notes blah 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 18 millimeter yeah that's that's my that's my dress watch pick and um we'll throw a link up to the long island watch Orient uh, TriStar page, you know what I mean? Because it's pretty cool. Um, and so just yeah, to give you an idea of like the color range, like this. There. Yeah, there's white options. dials, there's black dials. If you want something that's like gonna stand out, there's like gold metal and like turquoise dials. It's really, really cool. Like you can have a good time just looking at those watches, you know? 
Nice. And it's such a, it's such a classic size, such a like a like if you are a fan of the Seiko SNK size, I think this is like a thirty seven or thirty eight millimeter case, right, Michael? On the Seiko SNK. Uh yeah, I think about yeah. thirty seven. Yeah, thirty seven. Yeah. It's right there, so mm-hmm. definitely worth uh, checking out if you're looking for like an affordable uh, uh, office watch, or just if you wanted to scratch the watch itch with something affordable and something that you might not have thought of before. Definitely check out the Orient TriStar. Um. Yeah, so just to reiterate, 57, 58 bucks on Amazon, or at least Amazon US. I have no idea uh, other countries where it would be. Or you can get it from Long Island Watch for 65 bucks on the button. But uh, yeah, so what is? I'm curious to know your your dress watch pick. So I might have I might have gone a little bit out of the box as far as a dress watch. Maybe okay. it's not. I'm I might get some crap uh, for this. <laughs> it's not traditionally a dress watch but i think okay you you and i both know that um i'm not exactly the kind of person that's all too comfortable maybe investing in something that's strictly a dress watch or that's too dressy or not versatile enough to be anything else that's actually but, very uh, true you you've never been like a dress dress watch person you know what I'm i mean try, i'm trying to change that i'm trying mm-hmm. yeah i'm trying to change that uh but it's funny you went yeah so you went mechanical i went quartz which oh. um shouldn't be too bad because i think uh we're we're trying to lead the uh the quartz crusade now <laughs> essentially we are the quartz brand and bat well, this is the self this the self-appointed self-proclaimed affordable watch quartz ambassadors <laughs> so this this one um and some people might laugh at this uh i actually went for the timex expedition scout um, oh, I didn't even think of Timex. I'm such an asshole. That's a good choice. That's a good pick. That's a really good pick. So with with Timex, uh, especially the Expedition series, you uh, if you kind of go on Amazon now and just type in Timex Expedition, you're gonna think I had a concussion recently because there there's <laughs> it's kind of a big a subline within within the brand and. Um, you know, there's a lot of really sporty looking stuff. They have some chronos, but the model I'm talking about specifically is the T499-629J. And we'll, um, you know, we'll put that in the show notes and it's available from Timex for 44 bucks. What, now, what was that number again? T, T, yeah, T, uh, T1000, T, what was it? T1000, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I'm sorry. Yeah, T499-629J. And um, so the reason I chose that one is uh, because it had kind of the most neutral dial. Like some of some of the dials have color accents, or the seconds hand will be either bright green or bright orange. Uh, but this one is kind of more traditional field watch style, um, black and white. And yeah. I think, so a lot of times, a lot of times the watch will come with uh, a canvas strap. But I think really, if you if you dress it up with like a like a nice two stitch leather strap um, or you know whatever's to your liking, it can it can be dressed up for for most situations. Really, um, you know, for for the office or yeah, uh, definitely. I'm looking at it right now. I can I can definitely see what you're talking about. Yeah, and I think it's uh, it's forty millimeters. And another reason that I. Um, that was a call from my wife. <laughs> another, <laughs> you, another reason that I that I picked it um, right. is because uh, Timex actually I, I've been reading recently has uh, 
has kind of a short-lived military history. I, I know they I know they built some some stopwatches and and bomb timers that uh, the military purchased uh, oh, eventually. But they had a they had a pretty short-lived contract in 1982 for um, either two or three months where they made a um, they made a wristwatch in like the mil spec style. Okay. Uh, kind of like the old Benros and like Hamilton pieces. Sweet. And this uh, this specific um, expedition model kind of has like some of the same design cues. And, um, you know, I looked at that and I, I figured it, w- it would be a good choice because it's something that's so uh, neutral that you can just dress it up with the strap. Yeah. Um, it's actually something I think really, really important that I learned very quickly getting into quote unquote affordable watches if you're really going to stick to betting affordable watches or if you want your few watches to be affordable the next fucking thing you got to buy is a goddamn strap tool because you are going to be changing the straps on your watches i feel like you know what i mean oh for sure and i think um it's it's a pretty common practice when you're uh when you're buying watches that are super affordable starting out like another reason i picked the timex as a dress option I'll never forget. I had to go to um, an engagement party um, mm-hmm. shortly, shortly after I proposed to to my wife, and I I didn't have a watch yet. I was getting into watches, <laughs> but I didn't, and I still hadn't purchased the Mako uh, right. for the wedding. And I want I just I wanted a wristwatch, uh, so I drove to Target and I bought a Timex Easy Reader, which Sweet. is um, it's you know. It, arguably a little more dressy than than the expedition but mm-hmm. um just a little less versatile and i think it was kind of on the small side i think uh, around like 35 36 millimeters um, that's yeah that's that's cutting it close that's cutting it close in my opinion that's pretty small yeah. but uh this this was uh this was my pick i went quartz um you know you can you can change the strap whenever you want. Like I said, forty-four bucks uh, from Timex. I know some uh, most most dealers are carrying different iterations of this model now, but really okay. the only the only difference I've noticed is uh, the seconds hand being colored. Uh, you'll see different strap options in different places. Some uh, some other vendors like J Crew and Red Wing have done collaborations with Timex, uh, so you might even find some special editions for the. Uh, either the expedition or the weekender or something you know right. along the, the same kind of dna but uh but i'm just picturing this thing like if you tried to dress it up and you got it on um, if you got it on like leather strap with like white stitching or something like that that'd be awesome dude yeah it would i, I mean like it it definitely has its limits it might not be um it might not be like wedding dressy like mm-hmm. that might that might be a bit of a stretch but like i said you know the common day at the office uh where, yeah. you, where you wear a long sleeve or something it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fine and i mean you know if bill clinton can wear a, a timex uh, iron man with a that's right <laughs> with a suit <laughs> giving a presidential address uh you'll you'll be you'll be fine well now that was when he was in office you know it was what he, he's he's a Panerai guy now, man. Now he's a Panerai guy. Well, now he's now he's a huge uh, Shinola guy or Shinola or whatever or however the hell you say it. You yeah, know what I mean? Ob- Obama too. I think um, he's he got a couple recently, which is funny because yeah, was... I think I think Vulcan or is uh, Vulcan, however you say it, is usually the traditional choice for presidential watch. 
yeah those uh those old crickets i love those things yeah i would i would love to find an old 60s uh vulcan cricket or volcan cricket you know what i'm saying yeah but um but yeah no that's actually a really good choice i don't know how the fuck i didn't even like timex didn't even like enter my mind you know what i mean <laughs> that's so funny but you know what's funny i think it's because you meant you started yours out by saying the brand sort of gets a lot of shit you know and it's just another one of those like mental barriers i have to break past you know yeah they saying? do um and you know they they even have some older um they even have some older mechanical stuff that you can you can i've seen i've seen old timex mechanicals on ebay for like 30 something bucks and you know That's they so come cool they'll come with a box and the box is also like a like a plastic display case it's really cool you know <laughs> um just just another piece of wristwatch history and and they have their place there as well it's just the uh the expedition scout as um it's kind of a more modern toolish uh design but yeah. uh, it's i think it's subdued enough to where it can be uh worn as a dress watch if you pair it with the right strap definitely definitely i don't know my tablet's being weird i was looking at a picture of it uh just so anyone's just I mean, in case anyone's curious uh there are a couple like sign up offer and coupon codes on the timex website you know what i mean i think i had like an interstitial pop-up that was saying like 15 percent off sign up for a newsletter so oh, yeah? i don't know yeah i don't know if there are any restrictions or what um but uh but yeah if you're interested definitely we're checking out oh i need to correct myself um we had made, we had mentioned in a previous Orient episode that a lot of Orient you could like Orient USA has a lot of coupons for a lot of their watches and everything like that and they do but for some goddamn reason every single one of them will exclude the Mako USA two. Um, oh really? <laughs> for some not like the not like the expensive watches not like the eight hundred dollar uh, or some of the Orient TriStars but for some reason specifically the Mako USA two you cannot use coupons on I do not know why. You know I what I mean? So okay. I just want to correct myself there, but yeah, Timex, uh, good option. So, so to recap, our ch- both of our choices for a dress watch under sixty-five bucks, uh, Michael's Timex. It's a Timex Expedition Scout. Yeah, Scout Timex Expedition Scout, uh, and yours are between thirty and forty bucks. Man, that's fucking immense. That, that's a good goddamn choice. And then uh, I chose the Orient TriStar, which you can find between like fifty and sixty-five bucks, depending on where you look. So I, I think it's actually really interesting because those are two different types of like quote-unquote dressy office watches. You know, they're very different. I and I think yeah. it's funny. I think they they reflect our uh, our personality as far as dress watches go. Because I know I I would buy the Timex just because I think it's cool and yeah. try to pass it on as a dress watch, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, but hey, I got I I also have the Collinsville for that, so um. that is true. I I was rocking that thing earlier uh, a few days back. I love that watch. Big shout yeah. out to Frank. What up, Frank? I know you, I, I'm pretty sure Frank listens to all the episodes. What up, Frank? Frank is the owner and designer and all around single hand on deck over at Collinsville Watch. So definitely check them out. Uh, the guy. The guy. Uh, does yours? Okay, so you said what is the lug width on yours? I'm really not sure. It might be. Let's take a look. Just judging uh, on the case size, it's probably 18 millimeters. Yeah, it's probably an 18. Uh, that's, a, uh, that's a safer bet. Maybe 18 or 20. It's okay. A four, it's cool. a 40 millimeter case, so probably cool, probably cool, 20. cool. Okay. Do you want to move on the dive watches? Dive watches is where I had the the, the, the most goddamn difficulty. Yeah, we can we can go to dive watches. Uh, what, what did you uh, end up deciding on? 
Okay, so it took me a while. Initially, when I started getting into it, I was immediately going to jump on one of those Casio edifices because uh, we have one in the house. My fiance has one, and it's it's such a cool watch. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's 120 click bezels, 200 millimeters. It's got a fucking like sailfish on it or some shit. I have no idea. Yeah. Or a marlin. I can't even tell the difference. It's probably it's probably a marlin. <laughs> and uh, it's just a, it's and it comes on a rubber strap. It's a super cool watch, but I I didn't want to choose something that would be you know. I didn't, the, the whole point of this show also is to choose things that you would not see on every single goddamn thread on the internet talking about the same topic. You know what I mean? I don't know how many threads out there are going to mention Timex and the Orient TriStar as affordable options. You know what I mean? Um, and so it really tried to think outside the box. And so for mine, I actually chose the newer iterations of the Vostok Amphibia Classics. So... For people who don't know, Vostok is a Russian brand. It's an old-school Soviet brand. It was created in World War II specifically to supply uh, the Red Army with timepieces. It was moved um, when the original factory was basically uh, bombed, I think, invaded or something like that. It moved from... Oh, I'm going I'm to fuck this up, and I hope BRH watches corrects me. Uh, it moved from, I think, Moscow south to Christopol, where it is currently now, and they made watches specifically for uh, the army. And the reason that I really want to highlight them also, uh, and just their history, is that they produced the first, or at least the most prominent, 200 millimeter military dive watch in Russia, which at the time was was was, was pretty goddamn cool. You know what I mean? Interesting. Um, it uses a it uses an old school. The movement existed before the watch. It originally used a two two zero nine. And so, what's interesting and why I point that out is it's basically been that same movement, sort of modified here and there, from back then in nineteen uh, sixty seven to or not sixty seven. It was earlier than that. No, no, sixty seven was for the amphibia. Yeah. So from nineteen sixty seven to now. So what's important is you're going to find the Vostok Amphibia Classic. At sixty-four bucks, and that's probably going to be the best price from the most trustworthy website, and that's a website which most folks who know what Russian watches already know about, and that's called Marinom, Marinom.com. Yeah, so I'm on people, it now. Oh, that's funny. I was going to send you the link, so you're on it now. Yeah, just if you if you just use the use the search function or use the menu, just go to Vostok Amphibia Classic, and uh, it's going to be the four two zero model. The four two zero model is the one that you see a lot of these days. It's the one with the bezel and it has like the blue and red dots on it. You know. I like the scuba uh, dude. The scuba dude. The classic, the the the, the goddamn scuba dude. Uh, probably one of the more recognizable modern um, Vostoks. And so Vostok has had a really, really weird history. Uh, it went bankrupt. It was purchased. It's been kind of all over the place. And now it's, it's uh, I believe it's still Russian-owned, or at least they're still created in Russia in that same Christopol factory. And they're still doing watches. I think they're now called Vostok Europe or Global Vostok or... You know, Vostok so Bond villain. In in this in this scuba dude, this for sixty four ninety on Marinom, mm -hmm. the movement in there. If you compare that to the amphibia that you gifted me, like what is there really much of a difference as, there's as more, far as there's, movement goes? There's more jewels. It's automatic and it's manual wind. Really? Yeah. It's okay. not hacking. I don't believe it's hacking, but it's manual wind, it's automatic, uh, there's more jewels that basically just, uh, and I believe, unless, let me look at the thing here, my tablet's being craftastic, I believe it has a date on it. There is a date, and I I, yeah. I always I always wonder that, you know, I, I see I, I see the old um, 
the old Vostoks or like any older Russian watches that are still kind of like reproduced or reissued today, like mm-hmm. those like Strela chronographs. Like I know there's like a new version and it's, it's really tempting to pick up a new version. I just, I never know what are the differences um, as far as the internals go. I mean, so for the, I don't know if they're, uh, hold on, I have to save my cat's life. Sweetie, get down. I'm a goddamn hero, Michael. Uh, so the thing is, what's interesting with the Poljot 3133s and those Strela 3017s, I don't know if they are still making 3017s. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I know they're still doing 3133s. Uh, for a long time, they were working off, they were just using old stock that was never used. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of the parts of the watch were being produced new and fresh, but they still had a bunch of old movement parts. And so now I don't know how much it's actually changing. I think all the changes basically stopped post-Soviet crash. So like, or in the years after it, so 95, 96. So I don't know how different they are. In all honesty, it's super, super weird, but a lot of these companies don't exist anymore or they exist in really weird fashions like uh, Poljot isn't really Poljot anymore. It's now sort of this company called Stermansky, which is an old Russian, um, sort of an old Russian brand. It was made in the same factory as Poljot, but it's complicated. So I don't feel comfortable purchasing a new version of a legacy Soviet watch or a legacy Soviet brand, except with the newer Vostoks, because they've they've been in continual production. I see. You know what I mean? I think um, I think it was uh, Instagram user uh, I think watches off. He's okay. got one of the one of those new uh, Strela chronographs. And it just it looks really cool. Oh, <laughs> is, just, it, is it the is it the black dial one? Yeah, the black dial. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I when you say newer, I thought you meant like 2015. I think that's from the 90s. Oh really? Oh, I didn't. I, I didn't know. I think I have to look at it and be double 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 sure. I'll I'll, I'll take a gander at it later and um I'll. Uh, I'll put some insight on it in the next episode. But yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was talking to him about it. I was talking to him about it. Cool. Um, but yeah, so the Vostok Amphibia is super, super cool because it's a different dive watch that people might see but not 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 really know too much about. So that's why I'm really trying to like spread some info on it. It is it is a legacy Russian dive watch. I mean, it's 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 it has a history of serving the the Soviet Army, serving the Red Army. It has gone down. I don't know about uh, the old ones definitely definitely 200 meters the new ones they stay 200 meters i've heard of people diving with them you know what i mean like i was reading a story about a guy who worked on an oil rig and he had one and he would like he was like an underwater welder and he had one of those because he just needed like a cheap dive watch you know what i'm saying and um so i know you can go underwater with them and the thing is they retain a lot of the really cool classic features of the original amphibious so it has i'm pretty sure a super thick acrylic dome like i think it's like five millimeters the original 67s had a five millimeter acrylic dome which is incredibly fucking thick in addition to that the crown and stem winding system is designed to reduce kind of stabbing pressure from the stem on the movement with the pressure of the ocean you know what i mean like michael we were talking about that like when you unscrew, like like a Michael has an old uh, old early uh, amphibia from the seventies. When you unscrew it, the crown sort of feels like it's broken because it just like dangles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's supposed to do that. It disengages when it's screwed in, so as to not stab the movement with the stem, which apparently was an issue. I guess you know what I mean. So Another they're su- supposed to do that. 
another thing that's cool about these um, these newer Vostoks that hover around this uh, $65 price range, I've noticed mm-hmm. some people kind of pick them up to uh, to mod them. Um, yeah, but Vostok modding is a thing. It's a pretty can, popular thing. I think uh, do I see a lot of uh, Seiko bezels kind of put into these uh, newer looking scuba dudes. Are they? I wonder if they're like an exact fit. Um, I don't know. See, the thing is, I I don't know too much about modding. Um, yeah, me I know there's an Instagram user who uh, I've talked to him a bunch of times. He's he has a, a bunch of modded Seikos. I'll talk to him and I'll give an update on the next episode or next the next relevant episode. But the I know this website, Mar. God damn, I can never say it. Marinom. They do sell like just loose Vostok parts. So oh, cool. if you wanted a cheap watch to sort of just mod and you wanted to do something a little bit different than like the typical Seiko mod, you could easily uh, 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 mod, you know, one of these. Or what you could do if you wanted to get super fucking weird is if you could you could buy one of these new watches, one of these new amphibias, source an older amphibia, and then put the parts together because the parts are going to fit the same. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You can get super, super weird. So yeah, you're right. I, I've, seen, I've seen some really weird modded Vostoks, like weird in a cool way, like weird and like, oh shit. And like, I have, I've had conversations with like, I've never seen this model. What is this model? The guy's like, oh, I modded it. I'm like, oh fuck. I mean, I, now, now, now I feel stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd, so, I'd love the, I'd love the scuba dude with maybe like a, like a 12 hour bezel. That'd be pretty cool. Well, you know, what's really weird. I don't know how you mod the bezels on these things if they are straight one one Seiko bezels because it's not it's a bi-directional non-clicking bezel. So that's the other thing about the watch that's a little mm. weird. It's not the bezel doesn't click. Or at least on this one I'm talking about, the Vostok Amphibia Classic. The one with the dots on the bezel and everything like that. It's it, all friction. It's, it's a bi-directional friction uh bezel. So I I'm going to touch base with that guy I'm thinking of. I'm going to kind of get some word on that. But the last I knew, you know, that's how it was. So I don't know if you could do like a, like a, like a, like a Seiko bezel like that. But I know there are other people in addition to Marinam who just make a lot of different bezel inserts for these watches. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is, this so. is really tempting. I, I knew, I knew the newer um, Vostoks were pretty affordable, but I didn't know they were this affordable. I would buy it from this guy, Marinam, because originally I believe he was just a guy on eBay who uh-huh. like worked with Cristopol or he worked near Cristopol and for a while he had the best prices on eBay for a lot of these Vostok, these newer Vostok amphibias and the Commander Skis. But now he's like officially endorsed by Vostok to sell these watches. And they're Very still cool. fantastically priced. And they're trustworthy. His, so his site says on vacation now. Yes, yeah, so don't buy that. from him right now. Right now, he is on a well-deserved uh, vacation. It says, "It says Dimitri on vacation now." Is that his name? <laughs> I, I guess. I, I, I guess that's his name. That's <laughs> fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. So, um, the really, really. So, the, uh, I want to go over some specs on the watch. So, it has the two two four one six caliber movement, specifically this Vostok, which you can trust as a legacy. Vostok Amphibia movement. It's not like a movement they're sourcing from somewhere else or a movement that's built in some other place or uh, someone that's made movements for someone else. This is their movement. This is the, or at least the same designs from the original 2209, which, were, which weren't even originally for a dive watch. You know what I mean? Right. They built the case around the movement. Original 2209, you'll see in dress watches called Mirrors, M-I-R. You know what I mean? 
So it's super, super cool to kind of see the progression of that legacy. It's almost like one of those old school Seiko movements, just how they modify or or the way uh, Orient worked off the original Seiko 7005. You know what I mean? That's basically what your Orient 469 caliber is based off of. And so it's really, really cool to see the legacy behind it. Also really cool is that there's no goddamn really in, like helpful information, so you have to do a lot of hunting. Uh, for people who don't realize it, at this point, if you get into Soviet watches, you are going to be a goddamn detective after day like five because you just have to do so much hunting. There's not... I mean, there's USSRtime.com, which is Mark Gordon's website. He's the most popular soviet watch collector basically on earth he has two thousand different timepieces from the soviet era that's, so his website so it's, it's insane it's ridiculous i don't know where he keeps them <laughs> i literally don't know where he keeps them but he has over two thousand pieces and they're and they, they they span a whole fucking range his website is really really cool as like a photographic encyclopedia source and for information yeah. But for a lot of the nitty gritty, because the thing is, he he'll tell you himself he's not or he never really was a watch collector. He was always more of a Soviet item, Soviet propaganda collector, and it sort of just spawned into watches. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so so the movement is very interesting. I I might pick one of these up. In all honesty, I mean, I, to your point, at sixty-five bucks is mad fucking tempting, but um. So it's the 2416 caliber, which is directly related and very, like, it's to the 2209. I'm going to start talking about that, I promise. In terms of the measurements, depending on which model you get, it's going to be a, a, I mean, I'm almost an arguably small, but a pretty tasteful 39 to 40 uh, uh, millimeter diameter. It's going to be 15 millimeters thick because they're also accounting for that acrylic dome. Remember that acrylic dome is about five inches, uh, five yeah. inches, five, it's a five inch dome, guys, five <laughs> millimeters. So 15 millimeters sounds thick for a 40 millimeter watch, but a lot of it is the dome. So hashtag dat dome, heart face. Uh, lug to lug, it is 46 millimeters. You know what I mean? So it's a dive watch, but it's not one of those like gigantic, like, 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 like dive watches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's also 18 millimeter lug width, so if you have an 18 millimeter NATOs or if you have 18 millimeter leather leather straps, you can totally totally put that on there. 200 millimeter uh, resistance, and um, it comes in like a variety of colors, kind of spanning between blue, which is the scuba dude. There's also, um, I, I mean, I I guess the scuba dude is really popular because it was in that movie, um, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, that Wes Anderson movie. Bill Murray wore one. But Still, I've never seen it. It's interesting. If you dig Wes Anderson movies, it's fun. You know what I'm cool. saying? And, and Bill Murray's always, he's, uh, he has wonderful screen presence. He's always fantastically entertaining to watch. Um, right. But there, there are other amphibias. There's, there's like a, like a, there's like a parachuting one. There's one which has like a, an, a, an old school, like steering, like ship steering wheel, like a galleon steering, I have no idea. Like a, like, like a wooden ship steering wheel. There's a whole different, and they all come in different colors. You know what yeah. I mean? So definitely check it out. Really, really cool. We'll put the link to Marinam's website on here. Um, it is a screw down crown. Uh, d -d -d screw case back. I'm trying to think if I missed anything. No, that's basically it. And the bracelet is kind of cool. You know what I mean? Um, so if you want to keep it on there, cool. I've seen it on NATO's and it looks fucking clutch. It looks clutch as fuck on a NATO. Mm -hmm. Really, really good NATO watch. And you'll also like Marinam's website because he actually fucking, in his pictures, he has millimeter references uh for the actual like watch so that's super super helpful but uh yeah that is my pick for a diver under 65 bucks i'm, I'm gonna stop talking about Vostok amphibian now michael what is <laughs> what is your uh 
65 and under price wise diver well i think uh i think this might be a pretty boring choice uh because it's just it, it is the one the first one that came into my head and it, it is that casio that you mentioned it's the oh, um, is it that one is it a sailfish or a marlin what's on there i think it's uh i think it's a marlin nice okay but I think I also can't tell the difference between a marlin and a sailfish. <laughs> the, the sailfish has that big kind of fan on its back, that big almost Chinese uh, uh, fan shape on it. You know what I mean? That fold-out well, fan. Well, this thing has a fan on it. Maybe it's got maybe a it's fan a sail, and, maybe a, it's... and a pointy, pointy thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, got a, it's got a fucking pointy thing, officer. What do you want from me? I, I, I don't know. What. It's a fish. It's a goddamn fish on the watch. But that's, that's, a, that's a sick watch. That's a super, super cool watch. Becky it, bought it that for the for the same cruise I got my sumo for. So did she did she get it on the cruise or or before? No 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 she bought it before she wanted she also wanted uh, a watch that uh, she wanted to find like a pink rubber strap for it also because she couldn't find one in time but everywhere I took my sumo she had her watch uh, we went snorkeling with it we went like zip lining with it like she you know she she threw it around because you know, she's 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 not particularly like gentle with things that she wear on her wrist you know so it it. And the thing, the thing was like, it was there the whole time. I was super fascinated by it, but it's super adorable. She's like afraid to click the bezel. She's afraid to turn. They're like, I don't want, I don't want to turn. I'm like, babe, you can turn it. So okay, it's like, no, I don't want to turn it. So that, that bezel never got turned. I turned the bezel. And it, it, reason, it clicks just fine. Another reason I picked it, um, this watch, I was in contact with, uh, with a friend of mine. He lives in, in Tennessee. Okay. Uh, and he's he's been getting into watches too, and uh, he he was asking for a diver, and he's still he's still kind of at the very early stage where he's um, he's scared to spend uh, beyond a certain price range. Sure. So um, you know, of course, he's he's telling me about subs and you know how cool they look, and he's on watch blogs all day, and he didn't he didn't know about this Casio, and I sent him some I sent him some photos, and he was mm-hmm. he was just blown away he was like so excited <laughs> by the damn thing i think he bought yeah, it I'm, I'm not sure um but you know it's for for a casio and when i think when i think dive watch i think you know adventure uh just kind of something that you can um you know throw in the glove box of the car or you know keep, yeah. keep in your backpack if you're if you're going somewhere um and uh you know like to like what you guys did on the cruise it's just it's the perfect watch um you know i th- i think below um shopping for something like an skx it, it's mm-hmm. kind of like the next logical level of of dive watch and Hell it's yeah. um you know it's a super legible classic uh layout it's 44 millimeters wide nice. uh 12 yeah it's it's does it does it wear big uh on her no uh, it doesn't at all. Like it, like it, and she put it on, and she was super comfortable with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 40, 44 millimeters wide, but I guess it doesn't wear uh, as as big as it sounds. Uh, no. 12, 12 millimeters thick. Uh, Two hundred meters of water resistance. And... I love the crown guard. Super, super classic. Like yeah. super classic. Just crown guard on there. That's awesome. It really is. It really kind of takes, um, you know, everything that a dive watch should be. And uh, it's quintessential. It kind of kind of conglomerates a lot of quintessential dive watch features into yeah. something that, in all honesty, because it's Casio and because Casio makes such great fucking watches, I would super trust that watch. I would super trust that watch in the water because I trust oh, yeah. the brand. 
you yeah, know what I mean? Of course. And one thing, one thing I've noticed, uh, at least in, in researching it today, it's compatible with quite a bit of uh, bracelets. So you can, you oh, can yeah? actually, you can buy some. I, I'm not sure if uh, maybe people go with strap code or something, something similar. But you know, people put it on bracelets, be it mesh or or like oyster style, and it looks, it looks really oh, cool. Man, this, this thing would be killer on fucking mesh. Killer on fucking mesh, dude. Yeah. Shit. So, um, you know, and 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 hell, you know, e- even leather. I, I'm I'm not too much of a, a leather person, but uh, right. you know, I'm, I'm I'm sure it'll look pretty damn cool um i'm and, gonna look up I'm, I'm i'm gonna look for it on mesh right now see if i can find a picture if you hear me typing i'm so, I'm so goddamn sorry yeah and uh, at, at this at this price point you know uh 46.65 on amazon uh yep. right now with prime and uh you know <laughs> what else do you want out of a dude this a thing is sub, this thing is sick. diver yeah this thing oh, is the, sick the on bracelet? mesh dude yeah oh my god god yeah. damn it man this this is a fucked up show i'm just gonna buy all the watches we've been talking about <laughs> well i i have i have that scuba dude page open man i i didn't know those were 60 <laughs> I, I thought i thought the newer vostoks were like you know 120 or something around there i didn't know you'll, they were like 65. you'll see them for that price on ebay and certain models depending on what you're looking at will get that high i wanted to specifically isolate the vostok amphibia classic because it's just it's just a cool looking watch and in my opinion it's the one that you can really draw the clearest line to to the original kind of tono style cases in this in like 67 and everything like that you know what i mean yeah i had never heard of the um of the site also that you mentioned uh, i just i just found it right now googling um amphibian classic so that's nice. another that's another option for for listeners it, it looks it looks like a like a reputable site so that's cool free shipping too yeah yeah this guy's awesome he's been he's been selling these things for a while man super super reputable guy i mean most folks even if they never purchased a Vostok before, they know about this guy, you know. Um, and originally, I think he used to sell Vostoks and like other Soviet watches, but like slowly and slowly, it's just now it's just all Vostok. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. And uh, but, uh, I'm, exci- I'm excited about the wild cards. Uh, you know. Yeah, what you mean? said your piece. You said your piece on the Casio on this fucking gorgeous ass watch. You know what's funny? I'm I'm such an asshole. I'm looking at this watch on my screen, saying, "Man, that's a beautiful watch." It's literally ten feet away from me. Yeah, I was the watch ask is you, like do you, do you ten have it feet there? away from me. Yeah. <laughs> let me later. Let, let me get it. I'll be right back. Should right. I, should, wait, 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 wait. Should I get it? I don't want dead air. Should I get it? Yeah, you can get it. All right, I'll, I'll be right back. Dead air. We got some dead air. That's gonna be weird. Kaz, come back. Alright, that's more than ten feet away, dude. Oh. <laughs> Alright, I'm back. Becky had it like buried under like a bunch of receipts. But this okay. thing is pretty cool. Oh dude, I didn't okay, something you might not see in the pictures, it has a bit of a sunburst on the dial. Oh, does it? I did not notice that just until now. It's it's fucking beautiful. I mean, it's it's such a sick watch. The case shape at 42 millimeters, it's pretty cool. It curves a little bit, you know what I mean? And it feels it feels good in your hand also, you know what I mean? I feel like some people would think like, oh, it's going to feel cheap, blah, blah, blah. No, nah, dude, this thing is pretty goddamn cool. It's a screw-down crown. I see the sunburst. I see the sunburst a little bit in one photo. So yeah. is it a marlin or a sailfish? 
it's some sort of mutant fish. Like it looks like neither. <laughs> <laughs> like it looks like neither, man. It has like a like a like a cleft fin almost. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't have like a full sailfish fin. It's you a mutant. What, you know what I also like about these? Um, hmm. And this is this is getting super nerdy. I really like the box that these things come in. Oh, the Casio, the, the blue one, the blue Casio box? Yeah. I, I wonder how long that box has been like that. Like, I wonder, like, the last time it changed. It looks, it, every time you get one of those boxes, it looks like you got a package from the past. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of similar. Hold on, let me bring up this picture. Looking at the thumbnail, it sort of reminds me of the boxes the old uh, Boss guitar pedals used to come in. You remember yeah. those boxes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, also <laughs> Japanese, yeah. Oh shit! I didn't know that's a Japanese company. Boss. Yeah, yeah. Some some of the uh, actually the most sought after uh, Boss pedals are the um, they they have a black label on the bottom and they are actually made in Japan. Yeah, man, so some, that's so some cool. The, especially the old uh, kind of delays that were like this sort of barf pink kind of color. <laughs> yeah, really good analog delay pedals. <laughs> that's super I, cool, man. I can get geeky yeah, no, about those too. <laughs> Yeah, right. Two two broke guitar snaps. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this thing is pretty cool. The strap it comes with, I mean, if you feel it, it's a pretty pretty regular rubber strap. I mean, it's not going to be anything you're going to write home about. But what I do, I'm kind of surprised about now that I'm like actually getting like a feel for it. The buckle is pretty pretty cool. Rubber, it's a wider it's a wider are, buckle. Are tough. They're they're tough to to execute. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, it's a cool watch. It's definitely. I mean. Uh, it was funny. You, you've chosen two quartz watches so far. I've chosen two automatic watches. Yeah, this is. Uh, I'm such an asshole. I should I should have chosen at least one quartz watch. Such a dick, dude. Well, this is good. We're we're getting some variety. We're getting some variety. Let me close that. Get my shit together. But yeah, so okay, so dive watches. Just to recap, dive watches under sixty five. The I chose the Vostok Amphibia Classic, which is around sixty four bucks. Specifically, the four zero two model. You can pick it up from Marinom.com. I would not feel comfortable getting it anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? Unless you were buying it like from someone you knew and it was used, because they and they they show up used every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael's choice was the Casio Edifice. What's the what's the like, the model number on this thing? It's the uh, MDV, so Mike Delta Victor 106. Uh, yep, there it is. 1AV. Yeah. Uh, both super, super cool watches. I can attest uh, personally to the Casio MDV 106 uh, just using it you know, in the water. I mean, I'm not like, you know, like, like a wreck diving or anything like that, but we were snorkeling. You know, we were in like, you know, 10 feet of water or whatever, and it was totally cool. It was totally fine, you know, nice. and it has, it has loom. It wasn't, it's not, it, okay, it's not Seiko Loom, but at the same time, nothing is Seiko Loom, but it has Loom, and it's it's respectable. In the price range, pretty goddamn respectable. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to the wild card options. Uh, you go first, because I, well, no, well, should I keep going first, not to break the symmetry? Should I go first? Yeah, yeah, go, go, go first. All right, I'll go first. So for my wild card, so the wild card is basically whatever the fuck you want. You choose any goddamn watch. You 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 strap a rotting grape to your arm. Sure, wild card watch doesn't matter. Like any fucking watch was the wild card category. The only rule is it had to be under sixty five bucks. So for my wild card rock, uh, watch, I chose another Russian watch, but a Russian vintage watch. I chose the Raketa Kopernik, which is a super cool, quirky watch that has not gotten the type of 
fervent following that the Big Zero has, that a lot of the older Amphibia have, because uh, I don't know why, but because it doesn't have that type of following, you can still find a lot of them for really, really cheap. So um, it's called a Raketa Copernic because it's sort of like a nod to Copernicus. Uh, the watch hands are, I mean, basically planets. The hour... It's like pull, the sun the, and the moon or something like that. It's the sun Almost. and the moon. The hour hand is like, I guess the moon or the sun or something like that. And the minute hand is like the moon or the sun. I can't really explain it. But, but basically what happens is as the hands move across or move along the radius of the dial, it's supposed to basically mimic an eclipse. So as the hands cover each other... It's supposed to look like an eclipse, and it's super yeah. cool. It's super quirky. Um, there's some. There are different models out there. There's some which have Roman numerals. There's some which have numbers. There's some which are just dots. There's some that are black cases. There's some that are like silver cases. They have dial texture. They come in a lot of real cool, really cool iterations. It's yeah. not really. It's not really a faked watch very often. You don't. You're not going to see too many like fake versions, like you would see fake Poljot 3133s. You might see some Franken ones, um, but it's pretty easy to call those from across the room. Now, what's really cool is there are some which, on the hour hand, I, do, I, I, I really don't know why. So, if BRH watches knows, or if someone else fucking knows the answer to this, some of the hour hands have a butterfly on them. <laughs> Really, I I don't know why they're like they're legit. If you see a Raketa Copernic or Copernicus with a C or a K, it's all over the place. You can just Google whichever version you want. If you see one with the butterfly on the hour hand, that is not fake. That is real, and it's sort of rare. It's rarer than you would uh, than the, the other regular ones, which are just a gold, like a gold circle for the hour hand, and like a silver circle for the minute hand. You know what I mean? Um, it's a really, really cool watch. So just in terms of specs, it's the 2609 movement, which is like the most goddamn ubiquitous Raketa movement on the face of the fucking planet. My Big Zero has it. A whole fucking litany of other Raketa watches have it. It's a really, really cool movement. It's a manual wind, oh, I always fuck this up, 17 or 18 joule movement. Um, it's really, really easy to authenticate because the bridge plate that's going across the whole span of the movement is a a pretty distinguishable shape so if you saw one online and you needed help kind of calling out if it was real uh, like movement was real or not or whatever blah 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 always reach out super happy to help done it before um in terms of size it's 37 millimeter diameter it's 10 millimeters uh thick or thin at 10 millimeters and lug to lug it's 42 so it's gonna wear smaller being an older watch they were made in the late 70s and into the early and late 80s um it is not water resistant let me repeat that. It is none, not none water resistance. <laughs> Do not get this watch wet. It is it is a pressure like pressed case back. It is not a screw down crown. It might potentially be older than a lot of people you've met in your life. Not really. It is not water resistance. Do not get this fucking watch wet. Um, and it has an acrylic dome. <laughs> so just to finish finish off that discussion, it is a super, super cool watch. In terms of oh, what's I more cool. I see one with the butterfly. Yeah. It's kind of cool, isn't it? It's weird. Oh, man. That, that's kind of crazy. I don't know why. If someone fucking knows why they put a butterfly on this watch, please let us know. The only fucking tie I can think of with a Russian watch and butterflies is the fact that Vladimir Dabokov, the guy that wrote Lolita and Pale Fire, was also like an amateur butterfly spotter. Like he even discovered new species of butterflies. But 
He left Russia when he was a kid, so he basically wasn't even a Russian writer. He just had a Russian name. That's the only connection, and it's tenuous at best. I yeah, do not I, fucking I know show why. This to you, this this one that I found has it. It comes with like a weird set of of box and papers, actually. Yeah, does it look legit? <clears throat> I, I, Anytime I, I see box and papers, I get fucking super cautious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With these I, watches, I, I, you know? I figured with uh, I'm I'm gonna email it to you because I'm browsing on a different computer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Email, email it my way. Um, it's pretty. It's pretty, pretty sure impressive. email. Pretty sure email works on my tablet, but uh, but yeah. So it's really, really cool because it never really took off as like one of those iconic niche-looking watches. Like it's not a Pole Jot thirty-one thirty-three. It's not a Strela three zero one seven. It's not a Raketa Big Zero, but it's so fucking cool and quirky. And because yeah. of that, there's not really a certain time period in which the watch and like which version of the watch is more collectible than the other okay here i got your link so it's really just based off preference some of the earlier ones i believe are like silver cased and have numbers those aren't the cool ones in my opinion in my opinion the cool ones are the ones that are black cased they have like a black gray almost asphalt textured dial uh, it has no indices except for the 12 6 3 and 9 they're like little almost metallic dots it's su it's super like nineteen eighties like space watch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Mike Michael, I mean I mean you know what I'm talking about. You've seen it before, you know? Yeah, the and uh in the listing that I sent you actually has a movement shot and that, that bridge plate looks pretty um I think it's yeah, spot this on, is this uh, uh, you, upon cursory glance, it it is authentic. Yeah, upon like, like I was saying, upon cursory glance, this this thing looks authentic, and it has the that 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 is that is the butterfly hand. How weird is that, right? Yeah, yeah it's very cool. It's super it's super cool. Let me look for this movement shots that you're talking about. Do, 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 do. Come on, tablet. Come on, tablet. Let me see that bridge plate, dog. Let me see that bridge plate. Uh. Do, do, do. It's loading. But yeah, it's a really, really cool watch. So if you wanted to get into Soviet watches and you really kind of wanted to avoid the competition that Big Zeros have and that a lot of early uh, uh, Vostok amphibias have, like like the vintage ones, not the modern one, which I was talking about a second ago, definitely look at the Raketa Copernic. It is super, super cool. You know? Yeah, my, my favorite, because um, I've, I've browsed for these before as well, and I think... I actually I think the coolest one is the version with the black dial because yep. w with the black dial you'll get some really old ones to where the um, the paint on the dial starts to bubble I guess yeah. kind of like a tropical sort of deal but yeah. it's it's more white kind of bubbly pattern and it ends up looking like a like a starry night sky uh, it's really cool behind, that's a good way of saying it yeah, yeah so behind behind those uh, sun and moon hands um, I found some some cool examples that I think I've shown you before on Etsy, but yes. um, I just I never know enough about them to uh, to make a decision. They're they're pretty easy to authenticate because, like I said, there's not really a lot of competition for it, and people aren't really trying to recase or like like you know fix these things. Right. So uh, just to answer your question, this is a hardcore two six zero nine movement. I mean that bridge plate it looks like a I don't know a rhombus or a trapezoid. I have no idea. It's that's pretty pretty goddamn telltale. The only well, thing that looks kind of weird is there's some sort of weird discoloration on the balance wheel. I don't know if that's color or what, but it almost looks like like atmosphere damage or like water damage. 
It oh, looks yeah. it looks coppery and sort of dirty on the edges. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. For honestly, well, this thing, this listing you found for the butterfly one, it is a hundred bucks. That is a little high for a normal one for like one of these butterfly hands. It could, I mean, if I, I would argue it could be in range. The only thing I'm weary about is the papers. It has a box and some like folded papers in it. Yeah, um, I don't get that. I don't really get that either. A lot of times what they'll do is they'll just have a box and papers from something and it will say Raketa on there. Or what they'll do is they'll find, um, you'll see a lot of these 2609 movement Raketa watches with like a number stamped on the back. Don't pay attention to that. It's, just a, it's, a, meaningless, it's, a, it's a meaningless number. <laughs> um, but a lot of times the guys will try and make you think, oh, that's like the serial number. Like, dude, that's super, I don't know what that number is, but it is not the serial number. Okay. All right. Even if it was the serial number, those case backs are so ubiquitous. I could take a case back from a watch made five years before this big zero I'm looking at, and it will still fit on there. You know what I mean? It'll snap on there. Mm -hmm. And the case back is super easy to replace. So like, just don't even trust the case back. So, so a lot of times what they'll do is they'll have the case back with a number on it, and they'll just write that number on some paperwork you can't read because it's all in Cyrillic. You know what I'm saying? And they'll right. try and make you think. It's authentic. Anytime you see paperwork, be super, super cautious because that's that's fucking goddamn rare. And also, I do not, I do not believe those are the original spring bars. Okay, which is which yeah, is I, which is which is super common. I mean, they yeah. replace those spring bars. It's like because those ones were like they're like hair. They're super thin. They're flimsy. I had to replace <laughs> the ones on my big zero. They're like I don't know how they were alive. You know what I mean? Man. Like the springs were all broken on the inside, so I just kind of like had like 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 slide it off with my thumb it was really really gross that's but, funny so uh, you you managed to go all mechanical for your for your three picks. i did i didn't even mean to man i feel like he's an asshole we're talking about oh buy quartz buy quartz oh by the way here's three mechanical watches <laughs> for un under 65 dollars you know what i mean god damn it but yeah, this butterfly one is really beautiful. Uh, so 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 if you were looking for just one of the cool traditional black dial ones like Michael was talking about or one of the other ones with Roman numeral indices or, or regular Arabic numeral indices, you could find them in all honesty between 40 and 60 bucks all day, easily. Nice. And the most you'd have to do is make sure the movement was authentic and that the hands were um, authentic and that it was in good condition. And it's not hard to visually authenticate these things so if you see one and you're curious hit me up i'm super happy to help um it's a really really cool watch um and i think it's a cool wild card to have in the collection i think it's a really cool first soviet watch for somebody to get into because easy to authenticate there's not a lot of competition for it and it's super quirky i think it almost encapsulates everything about soviet watches in that it's just it's just weird in a good way you know what i mean so that is my wild card pick I am done talking about Soviet watches. I am so sorry. Michael. For now. For now. For now. <laughs> for now. Wait till the Soviet watch episode. It'll be four hours of me just talking about God knows what. It'll be four <laughs> hours of me talking about authenticating bridge plate movement in the 3133. That's what it's going to be. No, Nora and I can actually leave the apartment, have dinner, come You back. guys can straight, <laughs> straight up leave the apartment and just put one of those like dippy birds pressing like one of those like like MIDI control like callbacks like uh-huh. Uh -huh. Yup. Yep. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> no way. I thought I heard that before. You could just do that and I will happily carry on the conversation by myself <laughs> but michael uh, what is your wild card pick i'm i'm now i'm 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 it's been teased i'm 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 prime for the content what is your wild card pick 
So this is really exciting because I'm happy that it turned out this way where you picked three mechanical and I picked <laughs> uh, I picked three quartz. So my God last damn one, it. my last one is also quartz, and um, it's not necessarily such a wild card as like in the context of a collection. It's mm-hmm. more it's more of a two broke watch snobs wild card because I don't think it's a topic that we've discussed in depth before. Okay. It's actually it's actually a digital quartz watch. And, oh, I, I and can with, roll. So there was some talk today about a certain special edition space watch for Instagram, <laughs> and the watch world went nuts. When fucking you told me they're out. They're just, they've sold out of them already. Yeah. So I think uh, it was 2012, 2012 units because <sighs> Speedy Tuesday. The hashtag was first used in 2012. Yeah, so, so for people who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the uh, Omega Speedmaster put out a limited edition model in honor of hashtag Speedy Tuesday. I mean, which I... <laughs> arguably, so it's arguably now the ultimate Instagram watch. Yeah, I have particular feelings about it, especially because it's a $6,500 watch. Yeah. If a watch purchase can can pay off a portion of my student loans, it might not be a watch <laughs> I want to collect right now. Maybe I should focus on my student loans first. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But that's a different topic. A different topic. But uh, but yeah. So that that so, watch happened today. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It happened today, and I, I it got me thinking that um, you know we we kind of we tie so much to these uh, these stories of adventure and glory uh, when when learning about these watches, whether it's Everest or the lunar landing, um, you know, the watches become popular because of how they've been used in the past. And uh, so this is actually a wild card that's, uh, it's pretty commonly used uh, today uh, among astronauts, and it's the Casio DW5600. And uh, so if you look at this specific model, it's... Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like the essence of the Casio G-Shock. It is one of the truest designs that exists today. Um, when you uh, when you look at the oh, older... Oh, shit, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I had to Google it. Yeah, yeah, go on. That's so cool. Yeah, and so, um, you know, based just, just some history, uh, this the, the kind of boxy G-Shocks that are uh, maybe not so Instagram-worthy today, uh, mm-hmm. they kind of... You know, um, they were built upon something called uh, the Triple Ten concept. And um, so when the G-Shock was being developed, the Triple Ten concept was that the battery would be meant to last at least 10 years. Uh, It would have at least 10 bars of water resistance and be able to sustain a fall uh, from 10 meters. Oh, Um, shit. And I think, um, you know, the story goes, the the dude behind G-Shock, you know, he got a cool watch from his dad. Um, he dropped it as a kid and then he set out to make like the craziest, um, you know, most durable watch ever. Right. And and that was the G shock. And, and that I think level G comes from like the parking level that he used to drop the prototypes from, from. So that's why it's called the G shock. Um, I heard, I I think it might be that or G is the ground level on a parking, like in the parking garage. So like. Something like he, that. He drops it to the ground. But yeah, either way, he's chucking watches off of buildings. That's yeah. how he tested the first ones. That's just that's the headline. <laughs> yeah. 
So these these actually came, I think the first, the earliest prototypes were maybe 82 or 83. Wow. And um, kind of, if if you look at the earliest prototypes, like they even had some some wild prototypes where it was just like a like a rubber ball with the with the module inside. And Weird. so this floating module design is um, is kind of like the heart of every G-Shock that exists today. Because they're taking they're taking the crystal oscillator, which is crucial for the quartz movement to function, right? And they're they're encasing it in this floating module that's protected by, um, I think, mostly resin. Uh, so, right, you know, as as a result, you know, they created essentially the toughest watch in the world, and right. For me, I'm I'm pretty um, I'm pretty particular about my taste in in a watch, and shopping for G-Shocks can become overwhelming. I don't know mm-hmm. about you, but some of the models that they market today are just way too much. Yeah. In terms in terms of their functionality, so recently I, I've just. I just tried to go back to basics with the G-Shock, and that's what I think this watch is. Yes, it's and, cool. You know, it's you know, it's it's so it's so true what you're saying because I was I was talking to someone on Instagram today actually about his uh, his G-Shock, and I'm like, dude, I, I I'm fascinated by G-Shocks. I really want to get one, but every time I start, I just get overwhelmed. There are so many different iterations. They're complicated. They're simple, but seeing this one, I could totally buy this watch. Yeah. <laughs> And I think um, you probably have it pulled up on Amazon. I think uh, it, yep. it's it's dropped quite a bit. Um, Thirty eight dollars. <laughs> yeah, and if Amazon you Prime. want, if you want, there's actually another version that's um, both solar and has the atomic time sync. And I've seen that one drop to around fifty seven. Wow. Um, so, and it actually has the cool red outline. Which you would yeah. find in the earliest uh, G-Shock prototypes. Um, I think I think there were a total of eight prototypes developed. Um, only two exist uh, because the rest were thrown away. Actually. Oh <laughs> yeah. no! What, so yeah. like, if it didn't work or whatever, they just they just tossed it. Well, I think they didn't expect the project to be so successful. Ah, oh, I see. So these were these were purely test prototypes. Um, you know, very expendable. Right. And, um, you know, it, it's it's funny because uh, there's there's kind of an ongoing thread on watch you seek. Um, I think it's just kind of like a general space watches thread, and I, I've I've talked to you about having like a space watch sub collection, and this <laughs> this watch would definitely be in there because it would, like it would easily be in there. You always see it on on. Um, on astronauts you know on the iss and stuff and i think even in like some shuttle missions like you'd see you'd see astronauts like with these g-shocks and it's like it's pretty um it's a pretty logical choice you know because you are are you are you telling me then that casio needs to do their own like hashtag uh uh uh, i don't (laughs) know we have to make a hashtag yeah, own, they had to do their their own space watch, like their their own tribute to their history in space. You know yeah, what I mean? Maybe maybe they should. But um, yeah, this this is a watch, and actually, it's it's funny. There's um, there's 
there's an older video on YouTube. I think the channel is five 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 gear, where he mm-hmm. makes a comparison between um, the DW fifty six hundred and a Glock nineteen, which um, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, his his argument is actually you know during the eighties um, in a time of kind of opulent design. Uh, these these two different like very functional designs uh, both came out and it's uh, uh, some some of the jokes in the video are maybe a little forced but uh, it's it's a cool comparison and um, you know there's just something about the most basic G-Shock that is is really appealing to me and um, it's it's funny because you can be looking at the 5600 and if you just want that extra little set of bells and whistles you can just a tiny bit more and still be like even under a hundred bucks so at the highest i've ever seen the watch it's um and you have the you have the classic casio glow which is um i, think I was gonna part, ask you it's part it of so many yeah so part of so many childhoods especially yeah. mine you know <laughs> the the little beeps the little uh, the tone of the beeps they haven't changed ever Yep. Um, and that glow has been the same since since I was a kid. And uh, when I was when I was a kid, the first time I saw um, had like a direct confrontation or a direct interaction with the G Shock is when when my older brother got one. My older brother, when he was in like high school, I was in like grade school. He's five years older than I am. Like he got one of these G Shocks. And the coolest thing on the planet is when he was showing it to me, and when he pressed the button, and when it lit up, that was it game like like that was him dropping the mic you know what i mean yeah dude the mic has been fucking dry it lights up it spins man you know what i'm saying like it was just it's to your point so yes it is it is pretty iconic you know now obviously i understand more aspects of it are iconic but that's a that's a great wild card pick god damn it you you picked much better watches than I did. I I feel like this happens all the time. You know what I, I mean? disagree. I disagree. I find I find your choices very compelling. But, no, uh... my mine mine are like oh I chose this rotting apple for you to rubber band to your <laughs> wrist and you could you could tell the time by how much de- decomposed on your skin. You know as what I mean? Long, I as as long as we help people find watches under sixty five, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. That's with the point. Choices. Yeah, I I think yeah. I I think if you recently got into watches or if you're listening to us and you're thinking about getting a little bit more into watches and you want to get something that's more congruent or or relative to kind of like your expenses and how much you can like comfortably afford but you don't want to buy a seiko because you kind of feel like everyone else has a seiko and you want to seem a little bit different every single watch we've mentioned on here is a fucking awesome choice you know what i mean so like just to recap we told we we for the dress watches uh, I brought up the Orient TriStar line, which is like really classic, super cool dress watches with, the, with like a cool, unique Orient flair. Michael brought up the uh, Timex Expedition Scout, super, super cool watch to uh, kind of dress up or dress down. Really, really cool. Um, God, Timex, such a good guy. It's a good fucking idea. The dive watches, I brought up the Vostok Amphibia Classic. So it's like the newer ones. Do not buy a vintage Amphibia and try to go diving with it. It will fucking melt. <laughs> all right do, do not like that guy telling me about the aura 65 do not get a vintage vostok amphibia wet don't fucking do it 
Uh, you can get one of the newer ones, which is my choice, the Vossack Amphibia Classic, the 420. Um, you can get it from Marinom.com. Super, super cool. Super trusted website. Uh, Michael's pick for Dive Watch was the super, super classic Casio Edifice M uh, MDV160, I think. Yeah, some version of those numbers. We'll yeah, right. we'll put the link up there. I mean, everyone's <laughs> everyone's seen the watch. It's fucking super, super awesome. Yeah. And then for our wild card choices, I chose the Raketa Copernic. Um, it basically is supposed to emulate a lunar eclipse, which is fucking badass, as the watch hands kind of circle the radius of the dial. And if you want help trying to find one online, hit me up. Uh, I can definitely help you do that. And Michael's wild card pick was the fucking awesome... Let me find it again. Casio G-Shock yeah, DW5600. Yeah. The real, the real space watch, Still, if you ask me. Used on the ISS today? I mean, can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. God damn it. Astronauts, astronauts want to buy cheap, too. You know what I'm saying? I think these might even be issued. I'm not sure. God, God, they get them for free. God damn it, man. Yeah. <laughs> If if anything, they're probably pretty does, easy to purchase. Does Casio <laughs> talk about that? Does Casio talk about how their watches are also potentially distributed or at least used by astronauts, or they don't there's, care? There's um, there's a YouTube channel out um for Casio USA, and they've been they've been putting together these kind of seriously well done videos on um. On some of their newer G-Shock line, like I know the Golf Master is there, right? Which is it's really cool. It looks a little big. Uh, it's kind of pricey. It's around like six fifty or something around there. Okay. Um, but this it, it it kind of like documents uh, stories um, throughout all these different professions. And like for the Golf Master, it's like this um, this guy that like works on a shrimp boat, and he's been doing it since he was like four or something and wow. uh he's he's been wearing like g-shocks forever and it's uh it's very theatrical and um <laughs> but i as far as like the kind of space use I, I don't i'm not sure if they've tapped into that if somebody if somebody has seen otherwise or um you know be it ads or or videos or the casio website let us know but i've never seen anything like that you, you know the paranoid marketer in me might I feel like it's entirely possible that Mega has some sort of like uh, non-compete press blockage on other people saying, "Well, we also went up into space." So actually, that, that, that's bullshit. Below the 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 the, yeah. the, the, the below the moon watch. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't I think should... Casio cares. Well, I guess Casio just. Think... I'm sorry. Bullet and Omega are both uh, Swatch, so I don't know if that. Oh, so it might not even fucking matter. I yeah. don't know. That's interesting. That is so cool, man. Yeah, good choices. I mean, so uh, people, if you like the choices, if you hate the choices, if you have choices of your own, which you think we also should have brought up, definitely let us know. You can find us on Instagram and DM us, or you can comment on the show graphic for this whenever it goes up. Uh, you can get us at Two Broke Watch Knobs. Again, that's at Two Broke Watch Knobs. You can also email us. Email is a really, really great way to get a hold of us, especially if you want to like write write us like a war and peace length email, which I love getting. I love getting emails. I love getting super long emails from just people telling me what they're doing or like what watches they're doing. Like, so, so if you want like a longer way to describe maybe uh, your feelings on this episode, what we're doing in general, or your own picks for a uh, dress watch, a dive watch, or a wild card watch, 
$65 or under, you can email us at tbws.contact at gmail.com. Again, that's tbws.contact at gmail.com. So the, uh, the TBWS is obviously, you know, two broke watch knobs. And, and, um, and, and Adult Friend Finder. And, yeah, you can find us on Adult Friend Finder. Please don't look for us on Adult Friend Finder. We're I, going I wasn't, to get some... Sound, SoundCloud doesn't provide a social icon to, to, link, <laughs> to link the uh, that profile. I don't know why. We should write them. We should write them like a complaint email. Please let <laughs> us visually link our podcast to adultfriendfinder.com. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just to see their fucking response, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But of uh, yeah, feel feel free to hit us up on Instagram. Feel free to email us. Super super open to just kind of hearing your thoughts on today's episode, past episodes. Um, in addition to that, you know, leave us reviews on, on iTunes. That'll be super helpful because the more positive reviews we get, the more we can kind of spread the word on what we're doing, the more listeners we can get, and the more we can just kind of all grow together as the watch family, as the actual watch family, not the motherfuckers snapping shots of Ublos in their Monaco's on Monaco or, or whatever they fucking do. Like people who, you know, buy G-Shocks and go shrimping, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Those guys. Leave us reviews, uh, show us the love, and um, yeah, I'm trying to think if I forgot anything else. Is there anything else we wanted to cover? I think we're good. I think it's a good spot to wrap it up. I think it's a good spot to wrap it up. I'm going to go purchase every single watch you talked about because I didn't choose good watches. Really, That's my if, feeling. If, if Dimitri was not on vacation, I'd buy that scuba dude right now. <laughs> I mean, you can buy it. It's just not going to get shipped until he gets home from the Caucasus Mountains. I have no idea where Dimitri is. Um, what if he never he comes be, back? <laughs> he's got to come back. If he won't do it, then I'm sure his children will pick up the mantle. <laughs> I hope, I hope that's I mean? his name. I don't. I don't know who Dimitri is. I don't know where you saw Dimitri on the on the on the Marinam website. It's on it the top t- top left hand corner. <laughs> could right. totally be. It could totally be. Listen, Dimitri, if you're goddamn listening, uh, can you please tell us what your what your name is? <laughs> but yeah, just to reiterate what we're talking about, if you want a safe and secure place to purchase newer Vostok amphibias that aren't eBay or secondhand, or you're not really sure what's going on. Get them from Marinam. Super trusted, a super trusted, officially affiliated with Cristopol, the place that, the place where the watches are manufactured. Um, I'm, I mean, hell, I might get one of these goddamn things soon. But uh, but yeah, so let's let's jump into the sign off. I'm gonna start. The, I'm 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 gonna start the sign off. Cool. Sounds good. I fucked it up right. last time, so. Yeah. No 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 no. You're you're gonna get it. You're gonna get it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it now. All right. All right. <laughs> this is Cass. This is Mike, and we're two broke watch knobs. See ya. Take it easy.